0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of That 80s Child, the Generation Y, and my name is Gabrielle. Welcome to episode four, one that I would like to call The Cars That Got Us There. When I first went into going, uh, figuring out my list of things that I wanted to do for this season, and I wanted to discuss cars, however, I wasn't really sure how I wanted to do it. Originally, I was going to just cherry pick some cars from the 80s and the 90s that were popular at the time or the most sold uh, ones that were highly featured in commercials like they usually are but then I'm thinking to myself not all of us were privileged to be able to have those cars our parents being you know working parents they were having kids to take care of bills to pay they wouldn't have the the most flashy vehicle unless of course again like I said privileged and when we were in high school um, I know I wasn't didn't have a Sports car, convertible, expensive, brand new. What I decided was I was going to talk about the cars that my family had over the years. It might be a little bit different for you. Obviously, everybody had different vehicles. everybody had different tastes. You know, you come from a a, a household that only likes American made cars or ones that didn't care or whatever was available. So my dad, being in the family, had um, a bunch of brothers that were involved in car salesmen. My Uncle Jimmy had the Jim Cataldi Buick that was in Hamilton and also in Philadelphia. I don't know if he had any other ones uh, that I'm aware of or that I can remember. My dad worked with him for a little while after he had retired from carpentry and the one in Hamilton, sp- especially after we moved. So my dad was of a mind that we he didn't want to have a car for too long where it was going to start breaking down and... It was, going to, it was become costly having to fix it. So I'm not entirely sure of the financing and all the things that went into that. Obviously, I was a kid and I wasn't going up to my dad at six years old. I was like, did you get the proper financing for that dad? Did you lease it? <laughs> What's the annual percentage rate? I didn't, uh, I didn't know any of that. I know that he did actually get most of the vehicles from my uncle, as far as I know, and You think to yourself, oh, family, I'm sure they have a discount. It was a running joke that the family discount was actually an upcharge, so I'm not entirely sure how much of a discount we ever got, if any. We might end up paying more just because our last names were the same, (coughs) but I digress. So... We had a different vehicle every few years because my dad was, like I said, didn't want to have to deal with the vehicle breaking down. I wish I was able to do that now, but I can't. <laughs> can't afford that stuff. I, I, I dream of a day not having a car payment. I, I, I almost got there, until it was ruined for me. When I lived in Southampton, outside of our house was a Studebaker. Don't know the year. I believe it was a white, or was a white. I know that it was. semi-rusted, never worked as far as I can recall. I never rode in it, vaguely remember it. I don't really um, remember it too much, but it was there. I think my dad got rid of it before we moved because I don't think he left it in the driveway for the next person, which is my brother who bought the house afterwards. It's a shame because I actually really, really like vintage cars. And I'm not talking about vintage as in mid-90s because I feel like everybody's saying the mid-90s are now vintage. <laughs> I know, like, our parents probably said the same thing when we were like, oh, that's from 1970, what? Oh, my God, that's so old. It's the same difference now. Like, you, you're like, wait, the 90s were not vintage? my Nah, but they are, I guess. Uh, but for cars, not so much. I think that the best-looking cars were during the 40s, 50s, and 60s. I think that just the design was just amazing. And just let's just say that they're better, they were better built because now it's like they're paper mache. Before they you had a, you had a tank you get into an accident with somebody nowadays with one of those cars you wouldn't have a dent and the other car would be decimated so and besides that it's just like i said the design is just beautiful you don't have like awesome lines now with the wings and stuff like that and even when they try to include some vintage aspects to the car it's just too futuristic and i get it that we're trying to be in a new millennium, century and things of that sort but eh, let's just let's just have a beautiful car why can't we have that <laughs> And I understand that be the old cars being gas guzzlers and nowadays gas is ridiculously expensive and we're trying to go more earth friendly so I get it. But why can't we have earth friendly cars that are beautiful? <laughs> so uh, so besides the Studebaker that never worked and never actually rode in, we I know that we had it and I actually still have the title for that for that. So maybe I can find it junk somewhere and I'll be like that that light right there, I that belongs to me. the um car that I remembered uh, coming from Southampton to Hamilton is it was a powder blue suburban. Again, I'm not it was an eighty suburban. I want to say it was an eighty eight maybe an eighty seven All I know is it was big, and that's how besides the moving truck, we my mom had her um cactus in there because she had a huge cactus that we she was growing from like a little thing that somebody gave her and um a lot of other things that they shoved inside of that thing and i remember riding in it especially when uh we were going back and forth to the store and things like that sort i do i love suburbans i know they're big but i really we had we've you'll hear it i have we had another one afterwards I seem to always be in need of a bigger vehicle to either lug something around because I've had to move twice since we moved from Hamilton. Um every time I'm like I have a normal sedan that can fit dilly squat in it. Now all right, so I have I had a Camry and then I had my Ford now, Ford Fusion. They have bigger like back seats, so I I I'm glad I didn't have my my Mustang because I had nothing. But I just feel as though like I need I needed to have a truck or a van or an SUV. Now, I did have people helping me that did have trucks or SUVs and things of that sort. But it's just I always seem to be without the vehicle that I need. I miss that. I miss the powder blue Suburban because it's like an old time powder like Suburban. They were bigger, chunkier. It was just I liked those cars. And I think it was a Buick Park Avenue. It I think it was a Park Avenue. My mom said it was a black Buick. We'll say it's a Park Avenue. I don't know. Could be something else. Continental? I don't think it was a Continental. But anyway, it was a Buick and it was black. And my mom said it was haunted <laughs> because every time, and this is when we first moved to Hamilton, it went, the alarm would go off. It would be in the middle of the night where we lived. It was before they started to even give us lights for the road it was pitch black outside and my mom had to go out there to turn it off now i think about i'm like was somebody trying to steal our vehicle like i don't know why (laughs) my mom said in order for it to actually get turned off they had to disconnect the battery so if somebody was trying to actually steal the vehicle it wasn't going to go anywhere anyway but i don't really remember that car or riding in it i remember the suburban more than anything Um, and again i don't know the year because like i said i was younger I just remember it from pictures and um, and if I remember riding in it. So when we moved, I don't know when my dad got it. I th- and I think it was a 1956 Cadillac. It was gray. And it was, it was a beautiful big boat of a car. And it sat in our garage. It was the only car in our two-car garage that ever was parked in the garage. Because the rest of the stuff that was in the garage was... Just the junk that they took from the other house. My dad was a pack rat. My mom saved a lot of things and we just had a lot of stuff. Like I've said before, I'm sure. It was the only car that was ever parked in that garage. And I know that it did start. I don't know how frequently it started and I know what else needs to be done with it, but it never moved and I'm really, really sorry that when I was younger I didn't have more appreciation for it because I, pl- I used to sit inside of it and play. Like, I was driving and it was huge it was such a beautiful beautiful car and if nothing else I would have loved to have driven that as my like just a little bit so I don't know what this the deal was with it I don't know the story behind it but I know eventually my dad got rid of it I think he gave it or sold it to his brother I don't know and I'm really wish he didn't um I don't know why maybe he was talked into it Maybe he just wanted to get rid of it. Maybe it was just an eyesore, and he just didn't want to deal with it. I don't really know, but I'm very, very sad that it never stayed a long enough for me to ever actually like maybe start questioning it. And believe me, would talk about to my dad about stuff, and I would question him about things. It just that wasn't one of them, unfortunately. Maybe I can. I could ask my mom. I'm not entirely sure if she would remember. My mom was one of those people, and it's not even about her having bad memory right now. But my mom was never one to really question a lot of things. She kind of just lived her life. And if my dad did something, he could go ahead and do whatever it was that he wanted to do. My mom never was just like, why are you doing that? She was like, you know, very free spirited, whatever you need to do. I'm happy. You be happy. Which is a great way of being. But the way that I am, I'm inquisitive about stuff. And I don't know, you could probably ask my son or his dad, like, was I a pain in the ass? <laughs> why are you doing that? What are you, what are you doing? Why, why is that going over there? What? How long? For what? It's this, and I would always, <laughs> what is this, 20 questions? Yes, because I need to know all these things, okay? And I'm not just, I'm not asking because I'm like, i uh, pissed off about something or I need to know all of your steps. It's just more of just like, oh, okay, tell, tell me everything about it. I want to know every aspect of this. That's why I learned how to grade coins. That's how I learned about the antiques that my dad would collect. That's how I know so much stuff because I would question it. You know, when I wanted help help with my computer and they would fix it and I was just like, well, tell me how so I don't have to ask you again. I want to know how to do it. Okay? I want to know how to do things myself. Anyway, and I'm sorry if I go off, but I figured this is a podcast. I have, I'm going to c- continue on with what I'm talking about. But if there's like a side story that's going to come up, why not? I'm going to share. If it kind of like rings a bell for you, this is n- a nostalgic thing for me. Uh, hopefully that will kind of spark something for you as well. And if not, you can laugh at me. Whatever. I'm used to it. So that caddy in the garage, unfortunately, got taken and not stolen. My dad gave it or sold it. I don't even know what he did, but his, his brother did got it for whatever reason i put this down the next thing but we actually had a it was like a blush color peachy like a blush color buick and i think that was a park avenue as well oh i hated the color of that thing but it had really awesome like it was like a brushed not like suede it was like a, a brushed almost velvety i, I really love the interior because i love like anything soft feeling Um, my mom had to, when I was, when I was a baby, in order for me to get through like the lingerie department, she had to go down the middle of the aisle so that I wouldn't grab any of like the silky gowns and things because I just loved the feel of it. And I still do that now. Like that, just anything that's super soft, like chenille or something like that. Like, I just, I love it. So I liked the interior of that. So if you remember the late 80s, early 90s, some vehicles had the faux um, material roof. So it had, you had your normal car, metal car, but the actual roof had some material and had like a metal border around it. That's what this car had. So we were going to uh, take my brother for speech therapy and on the way home, there was like, we heard this like, pop. And my dad slowed down and Went to the side of the road and looked, and th- the faux roof was coming off. So we all, in tandem, except for my brother, because he was too, too y- <laughs> I think, maybe he might have done. It. All had to have our arms outside the window to hold this thing down until we got home. And... <laughs> And then uh, I th- he got it taken off, and it got just had, like, a smooth roof. It looks so much better without the actual – I hated those things. I didn't – I thought – I understand, like, it's vintage type of thing, but I, I think it looked better after he had it. They, they took it off, and they smoothed it out, and it was just – it was a nice car. Buicks were a smooth ride. It's almost like, you know, having a Cadillac, you know, <laughs> a cheaper Cadillac. Buicks are expensive, too, but um, – These were not brand-new vehicles, mind you, okay? They were not, like, right off the showroom floor. These were used. So, and we never really saw them super long. But while that car was being fixed, we got a loaner. Now, because majority of the time, I think my dad got them fixed at, I think he got it fixed at my uncle's dealership. I don't really know. So while I don't know how he got the loaner, it was probably from my uncle and so this this was a station wagon and it was the old-time station wagon with like the faux wood grain and the the window in the very very back that would go down and it had the seat that was face facing the other way my brother and i loved it because so my brother and i absolutely loved that even though it was a loner and it's an i don't know how it drove i never drove it i don't know if my mom liked it it was an older car you could tell it was not like you know great i you know i liked it my brother loved it because we could sit all the way in the back we could have that window down i don't know how safe it was but it was it just because it was different and you got to face the other way so we didn't have it for very long and then we got the car back and like i said it looked so much better without that faux roof so in, in between with all the, the suburban, then we got rid of that. Then we got rid of the park, the black park avenue. And then my dad got the um, the peach colored one. All at the same time, we had this uh, other car. Uh, it was a 1986 Dodge Ram. And the reason why I know the date and the year is because we had it for a very long time. And I actually learned how to drive in that. It was a gray, uh, full length bed, only two doors, so it wasn't like a a four-door truck nowadays where it could be a family vehicle. But even though a family of four, we, stuck, we shoved ourselves in there because my dad would take us to the um, horse auction or the small animal auction every Saturday. Where we lived, we didn't have trash pickup. We had the dump. So you had to go and take your trash and bring it over the weekend to the dump, which I don't miss doing that at all I will say this um, we did eventually get trash pickup towards the end uh, from waste management Granted, you had to pay for it but it was so much better than having to go to the dump and um, you had to like wait in line to go up this little hill for somebody to for these men that were working there to take it out of your thing and throw it in the big com- com- <laughs> the compactor so we would use the truck for that We would be the ones there at the weekend because my dad would go to the flea market on Saturday. So it would just be my mom, me and my brother. And that's, I love that truck, but it had issues. We would be, we would get up to the top of that, that damn hill. They would take the, the trash out and the car, the truck would conk out. And... I don't know what was wrong with it. Like I said, I really do wish... I, I know a little bit more now because I've had so much stuff that would go wrong with my cars. I'm just learning as I go because there's just different parts of the engine that just keep dying on me. So I'm going to learn about it and know what, how much it would be or where it's located because something happened. But anyway, I don't necessarily know what was wrong with that. Um, all I know is that my dad, uh, for a long time, in order for it to start, you had to like, you know, really, you had to pump the gas, start it, and then you had to. It would race, if you guys know what that means. And so the engine would like rev, be like in a high, uh, like a high RPM, when it first started. So you had to like pump the gas a little bit for it to go to a, a resting position, <laughs> so not be revving so much. I did love that because i liked the fact that there was a lot of vehicle and it was a even though it was only a two-door truck it was big and it was heavy i just i just liked how it drove i miss it um it was my fault we got rid of it our neighbor whom i never liked uh offered to buy it and we were in a bit of a financial pinch anyway we always have been in a financial pinch i feel like my it's a never-ending never-ending nightmare um So I just said, "Okay, fine, you can you can buy it." And that, so when he came and got it, he gave me the check for it and took it. And I was getting upset because it was my my dad was already had passed. And when I got rid of it, it was like another it was like a piece of my dad going away. And this douchebag, as they he got one of his workers to come and get it. He's like, "Oh, wave bye, yeah, so sad. He's dead now." Just so you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. I I'm not a horrible person. He really was a douchebag, and he I, it wasn't just a douchebag to me. It was like I've I've heard plenty of stories about him, but I was in a very very delicate situation at the time with you know with my dad having passed, and you know we were having difficulties and things of that sort, and he just uh, not, not no emotion in that man piece of shit. Anyhow. So, rainbows and butterflies. Speaking of that truck, (laughs) we—it was my dad actually did get it fixed for whatever it was that he had it like quite a—I don't know how much money, but I think it was a good amount of money to have that thing put back together. And um, and it worked afterwards. It was a a fairly right, like reliable vehicle. Just a lot of gas because you know it it was a big tank, an old car. But I love that thing. But one of the times, uh, because it was for farm use, my dad was putting something... I don't know if they were putting something into the truck or taking something out of the truck, but all I know is that my mom was trying to guide him to the truck and my dad just like either wasn't paying attention to her or whatever, but he pretty much ran into the truck and there was like a big dent on the one side. I don't... know if he ever fixed I don't know if he fixed that he might have I don't recall it having a dent in all the time but maybe there was because it it has been a long time since I've seen that that truck one day one day I will find one that looks just like it and I will have it (laughs) another car that we had and this was during I'd have to say probably during my like eighth eighth grade to the high school times was uh, a Buick Roadmaster it was white it was the smoothest ride. that's all I know that I c- like uh, that's not all I know, but it I know every time we would go somewhere, it was just like you were on a cloud, and man, I don't think I've been in a vehicle that that's smooth since and I really i d- it was a white car. I don't necessarily like white cars um because probably mainly because I had one for a very long time. it had what was cool was the back uh the rear. Wheels had like a, it was like a half moon cover for the actual the wheels, so kind of like harkening back to uh, vintage vehicles with you know, a little bit of a like half of the wheel showing in the back. So that was like a neat detail, kind of you know, trying to have a little bit more streamlined look and to be pretty. And I don't know what happened to that car or why we never we don't we didn't have it thereafter. Because my dad really didn't, he stopped driving after a while, and my mom was the one that just took us everywhere. My dad, in the beginning, it was, you know, my dad was, was the main driver. If if he was home, he was the one that was driving. If he wasn't home, mom was driving. Or unless she was going out specifically for something, we would go to the mall or to the grocery store or something. But yeah, if my dad was going, he was mainly the driver. Until later on, he didn't, I don't know if he just didn't want to drive anymore or. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure why we got rid of that vehicle. Because we still had that. We still had the the Dodge Ram. We had up until a few, like I would have to say, um, I believe we got rid of it before my son was born. So um, my memory is really crap nowadays. <laughs> and here I am saying my mom has a bad memory. I should get myself checked out. Uh, so I'm not entirely sure why we got rid of it. I think my dad was just like, okay, I'm done. And then we go to, I think this is when he got rid of the Roadmaster. We go to my, to my Uncle Jimmy's, uh, lot in Hamilton and we're looking at vehicles and there was a Chevy Tahoe and a, uh, Chevy Suburban. Chevy Tahoe. I don't even know. All right. Uh, so anyway, my mom really liked the Suburban because she really, really liked the uh, powder blue Suburban. Oh, I I forgot one. Speaking of Suburbans, we had a third Suburban before the this one though. I'm t- going to say, uh, but it wasn't ours. It was like a loaner. My dad was trying to buy it, but it was the the parts and service Suburban that was for my my uncle Jimmy's. Uh, a dealership, and it was a na- like a very dark navy blue one, and it was it was super nice. It was like a newer one. It was well kept, and we had it for a while. And my dad, thinking that it was going to be ours, he took out the uh, all the tools that were in the back, and I don't know if he did it on purpose, but we actually had he took out the third row seat as well of the actual suburban, and when My uncle Jimmy, I guess, asked for it back. We never gave them back the tools or the third the the seat. So we had a random suburban third row seating that my brother eventually used as like a seating area for his bedroom. And then um, all the tools. I don't know if that was a like take that from my dad to his his brother. I'm not entirely sure because I think he was he was really angry that we didn't get to keep it, but I'm not entirely sure of the complete story behind that. So when we were looking at these cars, uh, uh, so when we were my dad was trading in the Roadmaster, so we were looking at the uh, the Tahoe and then the Suburban. The Tahoe had a CD player. That's all I know. It was a lighter color. I think it was silver and newer, and I really liked it for the CD player because that was uh, not a... It was like a newer commodity in the cars. <laughs> and I'm like, to my mom, because my dad was asking my mom which, what she wanted. And I was like, Mom, this has a CD player. This is a newer car. <laughs> but she gravitated towards the the Suburban. And it was a 1995 Chevy Suburban, and it was a red one. And my it was my it became known as Big Red and we did have that for a very long time it was actually the vehicle that brought my son home from the hospital and we did have it for a while uh, up until I think my son was about three or four so this was when I was in high school when when we had it so it served us for 13 years or, or more just an offshoot I was there looking at the other cars because I was going to be driving soon. I think I had my permit at I know uh, I didn't have my permit yet, but I was going to be having my permit soon. And I actually waited to get my permit and license because most people got their license as soon as they turned or their permit as soon as they turned 16 and then their license as soon as they turned 17. I was I was very nervous to drive. So, I waited That summer, after I turned 17, I got my permit and then waited the three months and then got my license. I didn't actually have my permit for very long because I was just nervous. And my dad, from a parent's point of view, you know, he was like, he he was like, are you your niece? So his uh, his granddaughter, who was only a few months younger than me and lived in Pennsylvania, so they could get their license a year earlier, I believe. He's like, she has it. Why don't, you know, why don't you have it? And I think he was just kind of sh- trying to shame me into being like, look, she has it, and, like, you know, what I-? and I'm like, I- I-. and I honestly looked at him, like, I honestly don't care. I- I'm going to do it in my own damn time. Uh, when I finally did, so I'm looking at the cars when my, my mom's looking at the, you know, when they're getting all the paperwork done for the Suburban. And they had a, a, um, One of those, the RAV4, it looked like a RAV4, but it wasn't that, it wasn't that, it was something else. I can't remember what it was called, but it was like one of those cars that could easily turn over if you, if you, um, took a turn too, too sharp. So it was a dangerous vehicle. Glad I never got it, but I'm like, I really like this. I really like this. And I'm like trying to be like, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. I really liked, and it was like a used car. It's not, wasn't brand new. And I'm like, I'm going to be driving soon. I'm going to get my, I really like this. (laughs) I didn't get it, obviously. Probably for the best. Funny story with the Suburban. Besides the fact I never got that car that I wanted. (laughs) My, we, after my dad passed away, we actually had quite a few things that went wrong with that stupid thing and of course because you know we didn't have a lot of the funds coming in my mom you know we didn't know what to do with a lot of the stuff but one of the biggest things is my mom's driving home from work and she hears like a bang and then she's like doesn't really have much control over the vehicle pulls to the side of the road somehow and turns it off and the drive shaft fell off that's fun right (laughs) So we had the roof come off of the other one and the drive shaft come off on the other one. But let me, get you, let me tell you the, the best story. So when I was in high school, obviously I didn't actually get that vehicle that I kept hinting to d- for my dad. It's like, I really like this. I came home from school one day and there was like a vehicle that I never saw sitting in the driveway. And this is after we got the Suburban and we had the truck as well. So we had this blue car sitting, like, to the side. And I'm, like, to my mom, like, what's that car doing there? What's that car for? And my mom's, like, oh, it's a loaner. I'm, like, loaner for what? We have the two cars that we have. And she just kind of, like, put, like, brushed it aside. And I had this feeling that it was for me. And in retrospect, and, in you know, even at the time, I, I should be grateful obviously because you know not everybody's given things like that and I totally understand that. I don't know how many days goes by but I got I got my permit I passed the test like you know and I it was easy. I got my permit and my mom and dad are in the kitchen dining area and they get they hand me the keys and like that's your car and I got upset. like I didn't get to go and pick it out. You didn't take me. You didn't, like. It was like all of the people at school. First, first, let me just say that a good majority of the people at school um, come, came from money. There were farmers that were in and around the area. So they had, you know, or whatever. I don't know how they got the cars that they got, but my goodness, they had. I didn't expect a sports car. And perhaps I would have picked out that blue car. I wouldn't have, but I'm just saying. Maybe I would have. I just wanted the opportunity to go with my dad, to go to to pick it out with him. And I think I was more upset about that aspect of it than the the car itself. But of course, you know, here I am, 16, sev- um, 17 years old. <laughs> he goes... You know, I, I had to pay for my own car. None of my other kids were given, you know, you know, because I was the other I was the other kids and and I felt horrible because, yes, he's right. You know, like <laughs> I didn't and I, started, I was trying to explain to him, but my dad wasn't like one of those people like when he's pissed off at you, there's no explaining. It doesn't matter why you were angry. Just stop being angry and just appreciate what I did for you and I I, I I get it but all my all I was trying to say was that I just wanted to have the experience of going to pick out my first car with you yes okay I didn't like the car it was this so it was a, um, a 1988 Buick Skylark custom it was a two-door roll-up windows and it had a I think it was called a, it's called a sunroof. It's not the electronic one, it's just the one that pops up. But I think that's a sunroof and the moonroof is the one that opens. I just learned that a little while. I thought a sunroof was the ones that open up all the way. So anyway, this is the one that pops up. However, the I didn't know this at the time, but the that pop-up sunroof moonroof whatever uh, was an installation after factory like it was an after factory installation usually there's issues sometimes with it leaking and it leaked anytime it rained it rained in my car the material that was on the ceiling eventually drooped down to the point where I had to make sure I either cut it or uh, glued it to the top because I couldn't see out my back window the air conditioning eventually died on it it needed new tires when my dad got it. It also needed an installation of the front license plate because it was co- it came from Pennsylvania, and it didn't have the front plate holder. But none of the major problems happened until after my dad passed away. Not that I'm saying that if he was alive, would he have fixed it? Probably, but um, I don't want to be like, oh, well, if, he, you know, if he was still around, that would be the only thing that I used him for. Uh, absolutely not. But it just it just goes, you know, it was a crap vehicle. I, it got me from A to B for just a few years, and I was able to at least drive my senior year so I didn't have to take the damn bus. I freaking hated taking the damn bus, and that was not because of the bus ride itself. It was because of the kids, and I just wanted to be anywhere other than there. So I was just like, yes, thank God I can drive. I took my brother because he hated the bus ride. I even drove him after that like after I was done and I graduated school I still t- took him to whatever school he was going to because he was a troublemaker anyway but I just knew how it was so I didn't want him to have to deal with all that baloney even though sometimes he was the cause of some of the baloney <laughs> the Buick Skylark 1988 custom with manual windows <laughs> also had a awesome little detail of an installation of the window wiper delay because it didn't actually have that originally. So I did have an upgrade. (laughs) It only had a cassette player. So I had to get one of those, uh, the cassettes that were able to actually transmit uh, from the CD player. I also even had the FM transmitter so I could go from my MP3 player when I upgraded. You know, new, new generational stuff. I also noticed my passenger my passenger floor was always wet and I did spill some soda on the floor but I cleaned it up and and it wasn't raining so there was no reason for it to be wet so I'm like okay I don't really know what's what's happening take it to uh (laughs) to get it checked out and the heater core was leaking so it needed to be replaced and it took four I waited for that stupid thing to be uh, installed, and I didn't realize it was an all-day affair because I didn't know where it was in the vehicle. Apparently, it was deep in there that had to be taken apart, so that got replaced. I'm driving my mom to an interview for a job for her, and we're like, yeah, because I wanted to drive. And then all of a sudden, as I'm driving, the uh, speedometer Indicator goes all the way down, and the lights go off, and the car just like <laughs> and I'm like uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know it just happened. We end up having to walk to a um, a restaurant to go and call to uh, get it towed. We also had a really nice meal. It was the alternator, so the alternator got replaced, and then. Like I said, the air conditioner went on that as well. And then um, I also had to get brakes for it. And then one day I made the mistake of filling the tank. <laughs> and I uh, decide, I'm like, I'm gonna go take my brother and my my son's dad to it's in the mall. And we go out, we're driving. And everything seems to be okay. We stop at the bank so I can get some money out, and they turn and I'm like, is that smoke normal? And I'm like, yeah, it's fine, and it's coming out of the the hood, like it's fine, because it like disappeared after a while. And I'm like, yeah, it's all right, it's fine. <laughs> it wasn't fine. So we go to we're almost to the mall. We're at, like at the halfway point, point. and of course, the way I go to the mall, because we lived out in the middle of nowhere. Was out in the middle of nowhere. So we were like in a wooded area. Thankfully there was like a business nearby. And my car dies. <laughs> and when I mean it dies. It blew a cylinder. So it went from a four cylinder to a three cylinder. And the radiator blew up. Yeah. <laughs> it got towed to our house. Because there was no way in hell that I was. You know the cylinder was. Br- I can't replace the, the motor. And you know ra- a radiator maybe. But. Uh, that was going to be expensive anyway <laughs> that's the story of my buick skylark and then i got and this is after the 80s and 90s so not necessarily nostalgic anymore but i got my um my mustang but i was it without a car for a little while now you think mustang i'm like oh my god upgrade okay it was and it was great that i had it but then i had my son and it was definitely not a family vehicle but I do, I do miss that car a lot. And it served me for nearly a decade. So I can't really say anything. Whereas the Buick, um, yeah, it didn't even serve me for about, it was less than three years. The thing was just crap. But I still feel bad that uh, that I, I don't want, I didn't want my dad to think I was ungrateful. I was definitely grateful for having something. Because I, I could have had nothing at all. I would have been happy to just drive the truck, honestly. I, you know, if, if he just was like, you know what, can you just drive the truck for now? And then maybe we'll go and like look at a car later. Yes. I love that thing. (laughs) I will definitely drive this, but he probably didn't want me to. I I don't know. Or maybe he thought I didn't want to, but I would have been perfectly happy to to drive it. I'd be perfectly happy to drive it right now. It's technically a classic car. (laughs) Yeah. That's the story of my car. So yeah, we went, my mom. If you want to go through the whole list of things, I'm not going to go into the greatest details, but yeah, we had I had my uh, 2000 uh, Ford Mustang GT. It was beautiful. It was white. I didn't I didn't like the fact that it was white, but it lasted me nearly a decade. After that, I got my Camry. It was the first new car that I ever had. I had a Camry. It was a 2012 Camry hybrid. It was my first hybrid car and my first brand new car, and um, unfortunately. Uh, I named him Sam. I know most cars are supposed to be girls, but all my cars are guys. Just so you know, my mom's car, uh, the suburban, was called Big Red. I think I don't know if I mentioned that. And then she got a uh, a new Dodge Ram. I think it was a two thousand and nine Dodge Ram, and it was blue, and she named it Ramsey. So, and then after that, I uh, financed a. Um, Chrysler Town and Country. It was the first van that I ever had. I didn't like the fact that it was <laughs> it was uh I didn't really like the fact it was a van, but lo- my goodness, it had that stow and go feature and I could just take down all the stuff and be able to just load that load that thing up and it was great. And it was awesome for Bryce and his um and his car seat. Oh my god, it was like a revelation to have I could just he could stand up in that thing and I I can actually like sit up and be able to put his car seat in properly and like not that I didn't put it in improperly in the Mustang but it was it was a freaking um a chore because there was no room in that back seat. There was there was no back seat. The fact that there was a back seat at all is ridiculous. But we made it work. And then after the Town and Country pooped out, we actually traded in both the town and country, and my Mustang for the Camry. So we had like two things plus a down payment. You know, like <laughs> I worked my butt off to get my finan- my finances up to the point where I could get a, a car, and now I'm just <laughs> down to nothing again. Um, after the accident, and the car was totaled. Um, I have my my Ford Fusion that likes to be started with a jump starter every morning cuz I don't know what's wrong with it. I have absolutely no luck with with cars. My Camry, Sam his name was, R.I.P., was the only car that that really never gave me a problem. Like I had to change the I don't know what was going on with the headlights. I had to change the headlights quite a bit. I don't know if it was like a a line that was like blowing them or something, but other than that there was no nothing wrong with that car and it upsets me so much that it's it the way it, it, the way he died because <laughs> I would have still had I would have still had that car but now I have Max Maximilian <laughs> and he served for the most part he serves me well for just he needs to be shocked to wake up <laughs> sometimes I need to be shocked to wake up in the morning I get it yeah so that's the cars that got us there <laughs> Us, as in my family and me. I don't know what kind of cars you had. Uh, obviously, you probably... I don't know if you guys went through Suburbans like we went through. Or had funny stories of how the cars just like to, you know, blow up. Oh, I forgot. My Buick Skylark, that was the other thing. So, besides it, um, besides the the leaking roof, the... the uh, the actual material falling down, the air conditioning not working, the heater core and the alternator going before it blew up. The I had I was driving down uh Whitehorse Pike and my muffler fell off. I actually parked it to the side and I ran out in the middle of the street to go and get it and I put it in my trunk. <laughs> And before I got it fixed, it sounded like it was a race car because it was like, because <laughs> it didn't have the muffler on anymore. So fun stuff. So when it died, it had a brand new muffler, a full tank of gas, and and uh, newish tires. It was great. I put more money into that than I think my dad paid for it. It's so annoying. So annoying. Love cars. I do love cars. I, I love the concept of them. And I, like I said, vintage cars. Eventually, I will get money to be able to actually have a vintage car or I will have a project and I will figure it out but I have so much stuff on my plate right now and that and I highly doubt I'll ever retire in my life I'll die before I'm retired I have to figure out how to get that wedge that into my life somehow but I definitely want to do it I want to learn and I want to get a vintage car I would I would love to get one of the old Ford trucks to be honest but we'll see We'll see what how it goes. Maybe I'll have a bestseller out there and I'll be able to live my dream. But we'll see. There's always a chance. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I was uh fairly on topic and like with a little bit of the side things. I hope that made made you laugh a little bit. I hope you're enjoying these uh these episodes thus far. So be on the lookout for the next episode next week. I'm trying to get back on schedule. I'm in a better mood, obviously, and um you know, just getting back on track with everything. So thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate this, uh, that you listen and that you keep listening. And anybody, all the return uh, listeners, you can subscribe, follow, whatever, on Spotify, the Google Podcasts. Um, you can also do it through my website. And, um, yeah, just uh, and check out my blog, GabrielleCataldi.com. So you can I do it twice a week. Um, Sometimes a little bit more if I'm really feeling it, but mostly it's just twice a week because I only have so much time to write that plus my schoolwork, doing this, breathing, sleeping, you know, life. So I hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much for listening. And um, this is Gabrielle signing off for, for That 80s Child, The Generation Y. Bye.